This is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, KOTO listeners. It is indeed Off the Record. I'm Julia Caulfield. I'm here with Matt Hoysh. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Happy election night. Happy election night. I've been, I've been, um, I'm like bubbling this whole day, just waiting for the night to come and, and it's here. <laughs> it's been, the day was horrible, but now it's nighttime. Well, well you know, it was kind of rainy. I mean, it cleared up. It seems like the, the world is calming down for the, the lull of, of democracy. Um, listeners, we are going to be here until 9 p.m. bringing you the latest of election results but of course we can't bring you any of those until the polls close at seven so we have about an hour before really we're going to be able to tell you anything on the local level um but we're gonna keep it fun hopefully matt and i will entertain you with our talking and we also have some music so you don't have to just listen to (laughs) us we also we can also sing some songs but that's like a last resort Matt can sing some songs. <laughs> Walked myself into that show one. tunes. Matt will sing show tunes. Um, Matt, what's your favorite part about election day? I, well, you know, I, I I cast my ballot today. I was I was holding off until this this day to go down and cast my ballot, get my I voted sticker, and I just you know, for, I just love how it brings us all together. I feel like I I really truly do feel like going to cast a ballot. It, it actually it just feels really nice. It feels like like even you might be disappointed by the results, but the act of doing it um, actually does make me very just feels good. Yeah. And you, Julia. Agreed. I know I was I was talking with some folks. I don't know if you had this when you were growing up or other folks. Call in if you did. 970-728-4333 if you have a, also an election memory. But I remember when I was a kid, um, we would get to, like, at elementary school, they would mm-hmm. print off a pretend ballot with all the questions, though. Mm-hmm. It was like, but, and so we'd get to go, and, like, our parents would go in, and they would do the real voting, and we'd get, like, shunted into, like, the kids' voting room, <laughs> <laughs> which had those, um, like, trifold. Yeah, the do, dividers. The dividers. Do you also remember using those for tests in school? I I do actually. Wow, I've suppressed those memories. I guess <laughs> I do. I re- vividly remember this for spelling tests. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one wants cheaters. <laughs> Just like in elections, you don't want cheaters no one in wants elections. Cheaters. <laughs> I remember. No, I do remember the 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 like going as a kid fake voting thing at school. Weirdly, for like the the two thousand four presidential election. Okay. Which I mean, I. I I was in second grade. Oh, bless. Um, and it's it's hilarious to think I I as all second graders, I was not tapped into politics. I truly had no. I don't clue know. What was going I was on. I was very into the politics in second grade. Mm. I'm kidding. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, luckily, luckily, I I truly do think we're lucky. It's not a big national election year this year. And um, we are we are pretty darn statewide and local. The national stuff is important, but you know what? This year it gets to take a back seat to good old fashioned local politics. Yeah, I mean it is it is one of the the I guess every six years, right? That's how math works. That we don't have any um, senators or anything. No, wait, we never would this year. All odd years. Yeah, every odd year is right. just a respite. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. 
Good, good thing we know. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing that I... It's too bad to me that the the four-year elections or the two-year elections are the ones that get all the attention, rightfully so. They deserve to get a lot of um, attention for the big races that are going on. But when you really think about it, I mean, think about the things that are on the ballot this year. Mm. They are things that really have a a very tangible impact on our community. Mm. And so, you know, while, yes, they're not necessarily the big glitz and glam elections that everybody and their mother has been paying t- paying attention to for the past year and a half. Um, they're, they're big ones. And I think, I mean, I think locally everyone's really excited <laughs> or eager to see what happens tonight. But also, could you imagine if local elections have like a year and a half lead in where you're oh just campaigning gosh. for like a year and a half in the local election? Don't wish that upon us. <laughs> uh, I think I, I truly do feel safe in saying no matter what you are for or against, I think we are all excited to also have elections in in the rearview mirror and to yeah to just you know be able to to move on whatever that's going to mean. But it's you know it's it's like there's suspense and then it happens and and then the chips are going to fall and we're going to reassess. Yeah, we'll know we'll know things mm-hmm. after today. <laughs> oh, I mean, ninety. I'm sure we will count these faster, these ballots faster than uh, than last year's um, presidential marathon. Yeah, right. Um, well, as we mentioned, we're going to keep you all up to date, but we have about 55 minutes, probably 65 minutes at least, until <laughs> we get um, any sort of information. So let's play some music. We're going to start off with, I'm ashamed to say I literally had to ask Matt, this is the national anthem, right? <laughs> I'm not good. There's a couple, right? So we're going to start with the Star Spangled Banner, but there's like, America the Beautiful, right? That's also a song that people sing a lot, but it's not the yeah, national anthem. But it's not the, the national. Na- yeah. We need to go to a baseball game, Julia. We should. We should just go to a baseball I game. I blame the fact that there's no real sports teams in my state growing it, it, up. You don't like start like bobsled races with the, the national anthem. Well, we don't have a pre- professional bobsled team. But in do you Alaska. like go like bobsledding events? I'm I'm totally stereotyping. No. I've never been to Alaska. Well, I will tell you what though. They don't start or finish dog sled races with the national anthem. <laughs> I, I I remember singing the national. I mean, anyway, sang it a lot. Went to little league. I, I did a little league. I remember the national anthem. There, well, I'm glad you do. Um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the Star Spangled Banner from the one and only Jimi Hendrix, and then we might go into. I might get some flack on from different people thinking different things, but then we're gonna go into what I am gonna say is the unofficial theme song or theme song national anthem of Telluride. Don't don't spoil it. I want I want to be surprised now. Okay. Um, thanks for tuning in. We will be back in just a few minutes.
have to decide by the love and spoonful that is a song request going out to Kara and Clyde listening mm. in Norwood um, if you have a song that you would like to hear that is election related and whatever that means to you right there would be <laughs> so many different election songs um, give us a call 970-728-4333 we will do our best to acquiesce your request Acquiesced your request. Some nice assonance there. I stole that from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that's that's a line in Pirates of the Caribbean. Elections, <laughs> elections are serious. We keep them a little bit lighthearted here. Just you know, get through the night. It's a long night. You know, we make sure that there's always pirates involved. <laughs> um, Matt, we still have a decent amount of time. Well, actually, also a reminder to voters: you have roughly forty-two. No. Yes, 42 minutes to get your ballot in. If you have not yet voted, you still have, um, yeah, just over 40 minutes. You can drop it off at one of the 24-hour drop boxes in Norwood, Telluride, or Placerville, or you can go in and vote in person at the Norwood Town Hall and the County Annex in Telluride. But also, I didn't know this until earlier this month, or last month, that you, you can also just drop it off at any drop box in the state. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so I figure if for some reason you're listening to this and you're like, you know, on the other side of Colorado, you could drop it off there and it would be counted for our county's elections. There you go. Yep. So in <laughs> case you were like, oh, no, I, I'm 600 miles away and I've only got 42 minutes. You, Dri- drive really fast. No, don't drive super fast. Just find the, your nearest Dropbox. <laughs> um, but on that note, since folks do still have some time to get their ballot in, um, Matt, can you give a quick rundown of what people are voting on this in 
Telluride. Boy, Julia, it is it is a a a, a ring dinger of an election this year. Um, <laughs> well, the the you know I think the. Well, there's a couple of big ticket items. I mean, first, of course, there is Telluride Town Council. We got four of seven seats up for a vote. Two of the six people. So six people running for four seats on a seven-person town council. Council members Geneva Shawnet and Jesse Ray Arguez are running as incumbents. They're running again. Our, our Mayor Pro Tem, Todd Brown, and Council Member Tom Watkinson. Todd Brown is termed out. Tom Watkinson is not running again. So they are... They're they're off of council soon, and um, anyway, there's four seats up for up for grabs. Six people running, two incumbents, four not incumbents, newcomers if you want to call them: Kristen, Joy, Coleman, Mark, Hebert, me and Fee, and Dan Enright running uh, for those seats alongside Geneva Shawnette and Jesse Ray Arguez. So uh, we're gonna see. I mean, it, it actually is impressive that we have a majority of our town council up for an election this year, which means I mean things could change dramatically. Yes. I was trying to do that math again. <laughs> I know. I think that's something that um, is really exciting. Obviously, there's four seats up, but a guaranteed two, two new people mm-hmm. coming on Telluride Town Council, which is important and big for everybody, I think, especially for Matt, you and I, as people who actually listen to all those town council meetings for our job. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what new energy brings to that council what julia's saying is if you win give us good sound bites at the council meetings <laughs> that, that's all we're asking for <laughs> you said it <laughs> oh, okay fine the rice that i am most excited about this evening we have a very contentious race oh, for you're talking about. town meeting moderator <laughs> it's a nail biter everyone's on the edge of their seats waiting to see what happens here um, Daniel Zemke is running for town meeting moderator, unopposed, and will be filling the spot, which has been vacant for, I think, two or four years. It's been this this mm-hmm. seat has been vacant for, for a while. So he'll be stepping in likely. Not guaranteed, but most likely. Yeah, unless there was a big write-in campaign, which I don't <laughs> think there was. I'm not even sure if there was a space for a write-in candidate on that one. Uh, there was not. I think there we're, we're going to see, though. Yeah, we're going to see. We're not counting our eggs before they hatch. Never. We would not dare. Um, And the town meeting moderator is um, for for those folks unfamiliar. It's kind of a quirky thing we got here in in Telluride, but it's it's written in our town charter that um, if someone gets a 15 percent of the electorate to to sign a petition, essentially, then they can call a town meeting. And now what that means is once you get that called, if you get one third of the electorate to come to the meeting, um, you can essentially pass things as if they were the town council, which is kind of insane to me. And it's amazing, but it's basically, I mean, at any point you can, you can call a gathering and if enough of the town comes to the gathering in person, it has to be in person, um, then they can, they can vote on things as if they were town council and town council, this is really interesting, can only negate those decisions unanimously. All seven members of council have to decide no to, to negate a town meeting decision. And um, if Mr. Zemke wins, he's going to be the guy moderating and, and running that shebang. Yeah. It's actually a pretty big job. Oh, it's what's well, it's crazy because the charter it's it's pretty vague on like what actually happens at those meetings. It just says basically I mean it's like the town meeting moderator will will run run things. I would love <laughs> it if it's like I know it's not 
a thing anymore, but like everybody has to gather at the Quonset hut. That's a requirement. You have to build the Quonset hut again. <laughs> um, we also have a number of ballot measures that are up. A couple of them, uh, some of them have been talked about a lot. We'll get to those. Some of them have been talked about less. Um, the, the first one, 2A, is a lodging tax, a change to, to the lodging tax. So this is a tax that is um, collected by people who come and stay in lodging here. It's a 2% lodging tax, which currently um, is collected by people who stay in Telluride, but it kind of, it goes to the county. It's the county lodging tax. And then that money comes back and is used to spend, is used um, for marketing and tourism in, in Telluride. And so this measure would keep the 2%. And I think this is something that's interesting um, in just kind of the legal way of how ballots work is the ballot language says that the town of Telluride is asking to impose a 2% lodging tax, but at the same time, it would get rid of the 2% county lodging tax. So it stays equal. Mm. The numbers stay equal, um, but it would just mean that the, the town is collecting that 2% tax and then can use it for a number of things, including marketing and tourism, but also other things like affordable housing, wastewater trails, and those sorts of things. And so it's kind of shifting who's managing those funds, but it wouldn't actually change the amount of funds that exist. I, I do have to be frank. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that hasn't, it hasn't been talked about more. I mean, you know, we, we will talk about those other measures that have been talked about a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we had, um, we had Mayor Delaney Young and Michael Martelon and Dan Jensen from the, the Tourism Board It was on. a really great conversation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we had them on to, to chat about 2A. And Delaney had even said that she had people coming up to her saying that they were turning in ballots without voting on 2A because they just didn't know what it was. And I was, I'm honestly was actually pretty surprised there wasn't just more discussion given... I mean, you know, like it, hate it. Tourism is just a big part of our lives here. Totally. What are the next ones? You had an in-depth conversation with Tiffany Cavanaugh, the Telluride Town Clerk, about the next two, which are, if we're honest, probably the least sexy things on the ballot. Oh, I I vehemently disagree. (laughs) I vehemently, I think there's nothing sexier than our town charter. (laughs) You've brought it up several times already this evening, so here we go. it's, It's Anyway, anyway, folks, to be... To see, we all we all know what I'm talking about here. The 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 amendments to our beloved town charter, um, essentially, you know, I think these are frankly the ones where if you got your ballot, most likely the ones you were to read and say, huh, um, and essentially had a conversation with our clerk Tiffany Cavanaugh, which if you listened to off the record last week, you also heard that, um, and essentially, the, as she explained it, I mean, there really are kind of administrative changes in all honesty things where the town was looking at the charter which is kind of like our constitution um and said there's some things in the town charter for issues like elections where they're they conflict with different state deadlines and things like that things they had to clean up so that um was part of it there's 2b and 2c and and basically 2c was so 2b was amending the town charter 2c was moving some some items from the town charter to the municipal code which basically means it's easier to amend them. Again, sexy stuff here, folks. Um, and a lot of, of those issues moving to the town municipal code were around things like administrative matters for citizen initiatives, calling things to the ballot. Um, but as Tiffany explained it, I mean, nothing substantive, like nothing that would be like, oh, we're, you know, all town decisions are now going to be made by one person kind of thing. More just administrative things. Um, we're not making Telluride have a king or queen. 
Telluride's not getting a monarchy. We're not. I know. <laughs> I know. There is that that movement to, to get a monarchy here. Uh, but but that is um that is to be and and to see in in a nutshell. Um, and then the next one is something that I'm sure folks know. Is sorry if there you hear a beeping. That's okay. <laughs> um. 2D is a one of the housing initiatives that I am sure most people, we don't need to explain for you because you know what it is. Um, but in case you don't, we're running through them anyway. And what 2D would do is it would put a, a pause on the number of short-term business licenses that um, are in the town of Telluride. So there could be no more for the next two years. Um, and actually, so the the measure states that it's as of today, as of election day, if this passes. Um, ooh, we have a caller. Should we take this caller? Let's yeah, take him. Let's do it. Hi, you're live on Kodo. He said there's no monarchy in Telluride. Well, as I recall, every June we have uh, we have a king named Sam Bush. <laughs> <laughs> You and, know what? Uh, You're not Cowan wrong. is the court jester, so just, just to correct you on that. Thank awesome. you. Thank, Thank you for that fact check. We very much appreciate it. That's true. I'm sorry I misspoke on that. If Sam Bush, if you're listening, give us a call and we'll say sorry. <laughs> we apologize. Um, but yes, so 2D would put a pause on the number of short-term rental business licenses in the town of Telluride. Um, stated as of today, but actually town council put a pause for six months about what about a month month and a half ago yeah so really if this passes it will be um, a pause from where it was about a month or a month and a half ago that's the weeds that's what you get from us listening to town council every week um and then it would also double the business license fees so the amount that anybody any person has to pay to get a short-term rental business license would double and those funds would go towards affordable housing, whether it be um, building more affordable housing. Uh, supporters have also said, you know, creating like a rental assistance fund or, or whatever that might be for the town of Telluride. And if you've heard of 2D, you probably also heard of 300, uh, which is a separate question on the ballot. Um, and essentially what 300 would do if it passes, and we'll get into the technicalities of both passing. There's technical issues there. But first off, 300, if it passes, we're going to cap short-term rentals at 400 rental licenses with some exceptions for things like if it's your primary residence or if there are certain units in like hotels that can only be rented short term. Those are exempt basically. So it's going to be 400 probably plus a couple of licenses um, for short term rentals. So that would be reducing the number of short term rentals in the area and then administering those licenses through a yearly lottery. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's really just kind of the gist of, yeah. of 300. Well, and Matt, you mentioned both can pass. What? <laughs> no, they can both pass. Contrary to many posts, well, posters, I think, have made it seem like it's one or the other. Um, but technically, they could both pass because they are separate questions. But um, thank you, Kevin Geiger, for making sure we understand this many times in the last month. Um, if they both pass if one of them gets more votes than the other, which I think is probably going to happen. If it's a tie. Wouldn't that be amazing if it was a tie? Like uh, amazing in not necessarily a good or bad way. Just amazing. Um, I, <laughs> it would be amazing if that happened. And I mean, it, Kevin, if you're listening, I'm curious actually what happens if there is a tie. Is it a coin flip? Because I would, <gasps> I would 
Anyway. Or like um, draw a card and whoever gets the higher. Wait, wasn't there a thing in Telluride history where like they had to draw a card to decide who was mayor? Yeah. I would, I would lose Call my in mind. with more details because I can't tell you much more about that, except I remember that scene from Telluride Theater's High History. <laughs> Julia, we're, we're digressing now. They, okay, <laughs> but, okay, but if both pass and one gets more votes than the other, the only area essentially where these two ballot questions overlap is in terms of the cap, which, I mean, for 300, the cap is basically the whole shebang right there. 2D has these two parts, as Julia explained, the cap and the doubling of license fees. So if they both pass and 2D gets more votes... That cap, the cap where it caps it right where it is right now, will go into place. And since the cap is basically the whole thing that 300 does, more or less 300 then becomes null and void. If 300 gets more votes, that cap goes in place, which means the 2D cap does not go in place, but the business license fees do still double. Correct. That's it. That's the information. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that th- those two measures are um, the ones that People are pretty are probably the most excited to see what shakes out. We have another caller. Let's bring them up on the air. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Oh, not another caller, just the same. Uh, you were asking about the tie. It wasn't for mayor. It was a town council. <gasps> Tell us and more. And it was uh, Jenny Russell and uh, Stu Frazier. <gasps> really? And they pulled dark cards, and Stu went first and drew the ace of spades, which is the highest card in the deck. <laughs> That was a lucky draw. uh, Those those things happen. Were you there for that? That was the fair way of doing it, so it 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 worked out. Were were you there for that? Uh, I was in the Coda listening audience. It was broadcast (laughs) over Coda. What's that? Was it broadcast over Coda? Um, as I recall, it was. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? That's a fair question. Why wouldn't it be? Um, Yeah. And then there's, of course, there was the library. Right. Which, uh, passed by one vote, and then they did a recount, and they found a second vote. But it was that close, so, yeah. you know, your vote counts. Right, so I if mean... If you haven't gotten the polls, you have 27 minutes. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks for calling in and give us, giving us a little bit more information about those. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think the library is the perfect example of why in local mm. politics, every vote really does count. Because things can pass by one or two votes. Could not have said it better myself. Um, well, you know what, Matt? We've been talking for a minute. Let's uh, play some more music. In the spirit of several housing initiatives being on the ballot this year, we have some house housing-themed <laughs> music. Um, this is Bad Housing Blues by Josh White. Now it ain't no reason 
I shouldn't live this way Thought it ain't no reason I shouldn't live this way I done lost my job Can't even get on the WPA Tell you I've got them bad housing blues. I'm going to the Capitol, going to the White House lawn. Well, I'm going to the Capitol, going to the White House lawn. Better wipe out these slums, been this way since I was born. Little boxes on the hillside Little boxes made of ticky-tacky Little boxes on the hillside Little boxes all the same There's a green one and a pink one And a blue one and a yellow one And they're all made out of ticky-tacky And they all look just the same And the people in the houses all went to the university where they were put in boxes and they came out all the same. And there's doctors and lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. And they all play on the golf course and drink their martinis dry and they all have pretty children and the children go to school and the children go to summer camp and then to the university where they are put in boxes and they come out all the same the boys go into business and marry and raise a family in boxes made of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same there's a pink one and a green one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same
That uh, that song right there goes out to my father, Steve Hoish, who uh, who sent in a a very explicit request on our house themed playlist for uh, House at Pooh Corner. So now it's out to you, Dad. I'm gonna say that's the highlight of my evening. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna get better than us playing that song. I love that. I, I absolutely loved that. <laughs> and Julie, she's not. Julia's not joking. While the song was playing, she was basically saying just that off air. <laughs> And then singing along to this two lines of lyrics that I knew. <laughs> but it's a really, it's a really cute, good song. I love Winnie the Pooh. I play, um, I will say, Pooh Sticks is one of my favorite games to play. What do you know how to play Pooh Sticks? No, I don't know how to play I'm going to give a tutorial to everybody listening to what Pooh Sticks is. Tell you it's actually a great place to play it. Because all you need is a bridge, some water running under it, and a stick. We got a lot of all that. We got a lot of all those things. Um, so Pooh Sticks was a game invented by Winnie the Pooh, and she, he named it Pooh Sticks even though he started with fur cones. Um, that's true. <laughs> um, I think it's in. I think he. Cre- I think he creates it at the beginning of um, 
the story about Piglet's birthday. Okay. That's not that doesn't have anything to do with how you play. So Pooh Sticks is a game where you all the players playing get they get a stick of whatever kind you want. You know, you can have your um, ideas of, of what makes a better poo stick stick. Maybe you, but you, want to be, you want it to be identifiable, right? Okay. So then everybody stands on the upstream side of the bridge. You drop the stick into the water at the same time. And then it's a race, which is whatever stick gets to the other side first wins. I've totally played this game with you. <laughs> we yeah, were like I'm on a sure. hike and you were I like, we have to pick up. St-, and I sure remember this have. now. Yeah, that's Poo Sticks. I make everybody play it wherever I can. I'll often play it by myself. There's a bridge right outside of my house and sometimes I'm just like walking to work and you're like, let's play some Poo Sticks. <laughs> Do you drop two station. sticks or just one stick? No, just one. But you just win. Yeah. Well, duh, I'm playing by myself. Well, if you drop two, never mind. If I drop two sticks, I still win. <laughs> Well, yes, but you also lose. <laughs> never. I never lose. I uh, also, yeah. I think all, what this means basically is Julia needs to host a Winnie the Pooh themed off the record that's just an hour of chatting about Winnie the Pooh. I'm here for that. You heard it, Coda listeners. So much. But we need people to call in and say that you want that as well. Um, I might not listen to you and I might just do it anyway. <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. I... I Christopher to, Robin. I need to revisit. I remember it, but I, it hasn't stuck with me. It's like, so clever. The the kangaroo family. Mm-hmm. Mom's name is Kanga. The baby's name is Rue. Genius. Together, they're kangaroo. What clever. you're saying is Coda's going to dress up as Winnie the Pooh next Halloween. Oh, my God. That's such a good group costume. Um, my sister. 363 days, folks. <laughs> just wait. Coda Crew's going to bring it at the next Halloween bash. Um yeah. Anyway, that was a super highlight. Hey, what's your sister doing? Oh well, no. When we were when we were kids, way back when I was probably like three. She would have that would have made yeah, that would have made her eight. She was in a play of House of Pooh Corner and she played Rue. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, it was very cute. Um, listeners, if you're just tuning in, it's our election <laughs> coverage. <laughs> You might not get that from the conversation we just had. Um, but it was all due to the fact that we played the song House of Pooh Corner, which was a request from Steve Hoish, um, as a part of our housing-themed um, little dabbling into music. Um, and, and listeners, if you have any Charter Amendment-themed songs, just give us a call. We'll put them on. Yeah. We need to think of some Charter Amendment songs. I'm, you, you know, if you think of them, let us know. Yeah. Like, is is there, I don't know, what about, like, there's, like, the Schoolhouse Rock Constitution song, the preamble of the Constitution, but that's not, that's, you know, that's federal. We're, we're talking local. Maybe this is a, a call out to all the really talented musicians in town to, we need to write a song about the Charter Amendments. You might have recalled, actually, we did that, the 2020 album last year. Yeah. This year, actually doing the Charter Amendment show. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to have a bunch of local original songs about Charter Amendments. Or, like, put Telluride's whole town charter to music not no <laughs> in a dramatic in an opera really yes listeners we're, you can probably tell we don't have results yet but the, the results they're coming I also promise you that similar conversation will happen <laughs> once we do have the results um, if, if you have you, while we're waiting I mean you know 
polls close, folks. Five minutes. I mean, if you haven't turned your ballot in yet, I want I want to see that photo finish. You could be legendary and actually make it there, but you got five, four minutes actually, based on the Kodo clock now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so race down to turn in your ballot, and um, you know, in the meantime, I think we're expecting results a little bit after seven. Some yeah. preliminary right. results. Um, you, between now and then, I mean, you know, if you have a um, a really good Telluride election story, if you've been here a while and you you just have a good memory of something. Give us a call. Share it. Share it on the airwaves. Get us in the spirit. Yes. And in the meantime, we're going to play a little bit more music. We have a couple songs that we played uh, two weeks ago on our off-the-record um, election program in Spanish. So we're going to play some of those It's a great songs. show. It was fun. I mean, I feel sorry for anybody who wasn't in the studio during that show, which was most people. <laughs> it was so much fun. We were dancing. We were laughing. We were talking. It was it was just it was a joy um so here we go we're gonna play a couple of the songs from that show thanks for tuning in to koto telluride suavemente besame que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez suavemente besame que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez suave besame
bringing the music down for a little bit because, you know what, it's election night. But it's also Kodo. And we have some things we got to do. It is 7 p.m. You are tuned into KOTO Telluride, and it's time for the community calendar. What? <laughs> and, you know, some folks are blessed to have a birthday on Election Day to share their date of birth with the birth of democracy, which is born anew every time we cast a ballot, really. We, we re, re-birth democracy. Happy birthday. Ruth McCain, Michael Cavale, Rosemary Watola Tromer, Gloria Wenzik, Kim Hilly. Lila Kirsch, Julie Cram, Karen Hushke, Bert Lancaster, Stephanie Powers, and K.D. Lang. Back to Base Camp with True North is every Wednesday from 3.15 to 5 p.m. at the Telluride High School Library. All THS students are welcome. Work on homework, prepare for college, find a tutor, sign up for outdoor activities and community service, or just stop by for some free snacks. I do love a free snack. I'm not a THS student, though. Uh, for more info, visit www.truenorthyouthprogram.org. For the safety of the public and staff, Telski is sending out a reminder that people must know that the mountain is closed until opening day. There's a lot going on with snowmaking operations, grooming, as well as avalanche mitigation. Applications are now being accepted for 2022 Small Grants for Artists. Apply at telluridearts.org. Complete applications must be received by midnight on Friday, December 17th, 2021. I think there's also another, I'm going off script, but I think there's a second application deadline, or January 13th, I think. Double check on that if you want to apply. Funds support individual artists working in visual media performing arts performing and literary arts. Bright Futures will hold a free in-person parenting workshop on Wednesday, November 3rd. That's tomorrow, folks, at the Wilkinson Public Library from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m., 24 hours from now. It's going to be done, so do it now. Food and child care will be provided and Spanish interpretation is available. No registration is necessary. Author Nadia Owusu will be at the Wilkinson Public Library on Wednesday, November 3rd as part of the Authors Uncovered series. There will be a writing workshop from 2 to 4 p.m. with a book talk and signing at 6 p.m. The book is titled Aftershocks, Dispatches from the Frontlines of Identity. This memoir, memoir was selected as a best book of the year by Vulture, Amazon, Esquire, and Time. Sign up at telluridelibrary.org. I got to chat with her yesterday yep yesterday for for the news she is a fascinating human really interesting i recommend anybody who has the opportunity to go either to the writing workshop or the book talk do it that's just a personal opinion oh also if you missed the interview (laughs) tune in it's online at kodo.org julia had a great interview um yeah definitely recommend also that slip of tongue made me think there's a joke where it's like what do you call a biography written by a lion a memoir anyway (laughs) um you know that wasn't a slip of the tongue i said it that way just to cue you up for the joke (laughs) this is our this is our chemistry folks sip on a libation while chatting with other bibliophiles about books you have read recently booze and books takes place the second Thursday of every month at 5.15 p.m. at Red Dirt Studio Gallery. For the month of November, it lands on the 11th. Sign up at telluridelibrary.org. 
The San Miguel County Turkey Trot will take place on Thanksgiving. This 5K fun run walk is an annual family holiday tradition. Costumes are encouraged because you know Telluride loves a costume. Admission is free. Awards will be given for the fastest male and female um, and best costume. Dogs on leashes are welcome. The turkey trot takes place in Ilium Valley at the intersection of Sunshine Road and Court Road 63L, Ilium Road. If you donated Dakota's summer fun drive, seems like an eternity ago, but it happened somewhat recently, you can pay pledges by going to koto.org koto.org and thank you so so much for your support and if you missed any of the community calendar you can head to koto.org read it in its entirety and now weather yeah it's 40 no 40.3 degrees fahrenheit outside it's i think like a sprinkle rain snow wintry mix you might say um and tomorrow it's supposed to be sunny and mostly clear in the evening so that should be good all right we have someone coming up on the phone let's bring him up on the air Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hello? We lost him. But we do have a guest in studio. Come on in. Guest, hello. Who do, we, who do we have with us? Mark Hebert. Hello. How's it going? It's going very good. Congratulations on on being done on being yeah. done oh with the God, campaign. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, question for you that I'm sorry if I should know the answer to this and I don't. Have you run for a thing before? No. How was your first campaign experience? Uh, it <laughs> took a lot more time and energy than uh, I expected. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of like it's hard. You all have time to do things and you kind of think, well, I could do this too. And so you have to, to, you know, you want to leave it all out on the, on the table. You don't want to hold anything back. So you're kind of working all the time. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. You say it was, it was harder than you expected. I guess what, I, what did campaigning entail? Cause I've never run for elected office. So I'm curious from your first time perspective, I guess not necessarily that things were particularly difficult. It was just more that it took a lot more time and energy and effort to do because, you know, if you want to take a night off and not go to somebody's party or something like that, not necessarily not go to somebody's party, but it's like been out because it's been somebody's birthday party and then somebody else's birthday party and then so, and you're trying to mix and mingle and talk to as many people as you can. And then even when you're out, it's always politics talk and all that stuff, which... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, which is always like, you know, a great, great party pleaser. Um, <laughs> Everyone loves to yeah, politics. Yeah, so... I can imagine, too, of being in a small town where, in theory, hypothetically, you can talk to most voters. Like, right. it is possible to talk to most of the people who are going to be able to vote. That I can imagine that, that puts a pressure to then talk to everybody who's right. going to vote. Or at least try, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best part? What did you enjoy about the campaign? Um, honestly, I think all the support from, from all the friends and family and everybody you met or like, you know, people I didn't know prior to this that then would come up to me and, and uh, talk to me and, and offer their support then too is kind of very good and reassuring, I guess, mm. you know, and it makes yeah. you feel good from that. But. You, you've come into the studio at this very fascinating time, which is like this weird in-between moment. The polls just closed. We're still right. waiting on results. So we, 
we don't know if, if, if you won, if you lost, we, we just don't know. Um, now, if, if, we, if you win, we're going to hunt you down and, and, and grab you for a more extensive victory speech. Um, but I am just curious, I mean, in this kind of weird liminal space, I mean, just, I don't know, has, has running, do you think no matter what happens, are you, are you going to think about town differently from here on out? I'm just curious if this is like, just led to any long-term, I don't know, changes in how you think about things. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a little bit. I'm definitely more committed, and I do know a lot more people now within town, um, and I know a lot more about what's going on in town, and especially government, um, and kind of a little bit more about, like, what the town needs and, and that sort of thing as well. Um, so win or lose, um, you know, I'm still going to work on employee housing and, and developing housing for employees, I think, is kind of my goal. Um, so least learn more about that and, and make a little bit better connections through through that so yeah mm-hmm. do you you mentioned like you've learned a lot more about kind of how things are going or, or what the local government looks like do you feel like there's something that you really thought oh this is a really important or either something you thought was a really important issue that has shifted over the campaign or something that you're like oh i had no idea how big of a thing that was when you started that now you're like this is a huge thing that we should all be focusing on i would say just more um I guess things within it, the town's history that, that the town has tried to do or what other cities or towns have done that have been successful, that sort of thing. Because you start to research like a little bit more in depth than when I had, you know, initially. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Right. Based on that research, whether or not you win or lose, what is something you want to push for? I mean, in terms of housing, is something you want to keep working on whether or not you're on council? I mean, what is something you would you feel like you want to push for based on the research and experiences you've had? Yeah, I think um, more private-public partnerships, I guess, with mm-hmm. housing development. Um, I know Lance McDonald does an awesome job, uh, right? But he's, he's, he's one person, so <laughs> he can only do and manage and build so much. And, uh, you know, if, if we get other people, and I know other developers and investors have expressed interest mm-hmm. in, you know, partnering with the town to build something here, and it's worked really well in Vienna. Um, they, I, I might be wrong on the number, but I, I believe it was 60% of uh, the housing in Vienna is affordable housing. Mm. Um, and they, what they do is they basically start a contest of, you know, your architects submit your plans, developers submit your plans, like how much is it gonna cost? How can we be more energy efficient? All this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, how can we make it more useful and more, um, you know, what other things can we add into it to make it better for people living there? Um, so it's a big competition for it, and it's not just one person coming up with all the ideas or just a couple people. It's a bunch of different groups coming up with great ideas, and then kind of they select the best one from there. And because it is a public-private partnership, it doesn't really place all of the burden on the government to get that done. You know, you can kind of assign part of that burden over to somebody else so mm-hmm. we can get things done a lot faster mark obviously i feel like everybody in this community at this point is interested and invested in affordable housing and yeah. what that means but you i mean this is something that you've been working on or been part of for for a long time what got you kind of started in the affordable housing game back when you did well i, I guess uh i mean i was in banking when i came out of college because that's where the money was um and then I got into real estate. I turned out to be a lot better at analyzing real estate and being involved in that uh, than I was with (laughs) corporations, I guess. And so this was like back in 2008. 
And uh, good time so to get out of banking. He, well, <laughs> time to get into real estate. Well, it, I was I stayed in banking actually, so they moved me. Yeah, I was one of the few people the banks kept. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, they I got moved over to the REO group, which is basically managed all the properties that got foreclosed on. Um, and so, you know, I took over properties that basically they had a cement foundation sometimes, and sometimes the plans were still registered with the city or sometimes that were actually matched what was being built and then sometimes they didn't and we had to come up with new plans and a bunch of different stuff or like even maybe the street was made um, but not the rest of the house and so we had to kind of either finish stuff or decide whether or not we wanted to finish it was it going to be more valuable that way all that sort of thing and did a lot of different commercial properties too Um, so that's how I kind of got into real estate and then I went over to the lending side as well and did some loan sales and a bunch of other stuff but anyway got out of that and started some companies and then came here when one of those wasn't working out so well so (laughs) (laughs) good place to jump to yeah yeah i was supposed to be just here for a winter like thinking i'll take a winter off go back to corporate america and then and then you realized yeah then i so much better yeah then some (laughs) friends convinced me oh summer's better than winter i'm like Sounds I'll like prove it. Yeah. Such, a, such a unique, one-of-a-kind experience. I've never, ever heard of that happening. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no one's experienced that. <laughs> um, speaking of oh, summer, winter, getting away, do you, um, do you have any vacations planned? Just It sounds like you've been in a pressure cooker for the last bit, and um, no matter what tonight ends up, are you planning on going anywhere soon? Uh, not really. I did take um, off. Uh, I went to Vegas a couple we- or a week or two ago. A little over a week ago. Nice. That was my little little vacation. Went to a concert out there. So Ooh, what'd you see? I went to EDC. It's like an electric Ooh, electric daisy. Festival. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. That's I've Basically, heard that's wild. Just, yeah, three days of just like I thought we would get to experience Vegas more, but it was like <laughs> you go out and you go to the shows, and by the time you get to the hotel, you pass out, you sleep for six hours, you eat some food, then you get back on the bus to go to the festival again, and it was just like. We didn't really get to see Vegas all that much, but <laughs> we had a lot of fun though at the concert. It was it was great being there, surrounded by all these. And honestly, there were a lot of people that ended up being there that I didn't know were going or planned on being there from Telluride that oh, just nice. kind of really? found there. And yeah, it was it was. And then we hung out with them the whole weekend, and it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it was a classic Telluride story too. <laughs> Ran into them in Vegas. Yeah. That's well. Listeners won't be able to know this, but Matt and I are basically continuously refreshing our tabs right now to see, see. when the first election results will drop. Yeah, and Matt's going to actually bop over to the um, the courthouse to see what's going on. I'll be back on the phone. He's going to call us back. Um, Mark, aside from being here, which, you know, obviously is the coolest election party in town, do you have any plans for... Um, waiting on the results, hearing how things are going, party, election night parties. It's this, and then once I find out, I'm going to O'Bannon's either <laughs> celebrate or... <laughs> either drinking or, in celebration yeah, or yeah. your tears. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, no, that's about it. I mean, it, it was really more just getting through today. Was yeah. Glad I got through it. So. Did it feel like... Um, you know, I, I feel like often on in campaign cycles, you do so much work, especially now because people can just like vote early and um, yeah. do those sorts of things. Did you feel like today was actually able to be a little bit of a rest or was it still like no, go hard, still, knock indoors today? still busy today, especially with like the crappy weather we had today. It was more like 
don't get discouraged. I'll give you a ride. You know, <laughs> like, are you sure? And this, yeah, I mean, I had to give a few people rides to the polls today, and I don't say had. I guess it was yeah, more of a you got but, to. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. So just making sure everybody was going out and voting, um, especially the people that, you know, were, were planning on supporting me. So wanted to make sure they got out there and weren't discouraged by the rain and snow or whatever the heck it was today yeah <laughs> um well we're gonna we're gonna put on a, a quick song is there a, a song that you think that reminds you of election day or that um you you think really suits not that reminds me of an election day. <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah do you have a song? or is just a song request I think we built this city or what was that um we built this City yeah, is the one a song. That goes like we built this city on rock and roll. Yeah. Whatever that was called. I think this is it. People are again are probably gonna yell at me because they're like, that's not what that song's called. But probably. Well, yeah, I don't. I think it. I don't think it's named that. But. Okay. Well, there is a song called "We Built the City" by Starship. We're gonna see yes, what that that's is. Yes, that's it. That's okay, it. that is it. Perfect. All right. Um, Mark, thank you so much for for joining and um, yeah. good luck in the evening and congratulations on being done with yeah. campaign season. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Here we go. We built the city.
have some other folks here in the studio and we're gonna answer the phone. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hello, Julia. This is Emily Scott Robinson of Ballot Measures 300. <laughs> Hi. So we have Emily and Haley and Lolly in the studio from Citizens Initiative 300. Congratulations, y'all, on being done with campaign season. Oh, we are so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're super happy to um, have finished our accidental second full-time jobs running a Citizens Initiative for this election. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how does it, I, I will say, I think it's it's fair to say that the housing initiatives were kind of the the most contentious, maybe you could say, <laughs> on the ballot um, this year. So what was, what was it like for y'all campaigning? <laughs> uh, I can start. I would say it's felt, um, I've felt passionate. I've felt sad. I've felt, um, joy and power within it and also you know the divisiveness has been challenging in town with people that I care about so I am ultimately proud to be standing here um, putting forth a ballot measure that brought about a conversation that should have been started or had it been started with action I guess is what we brought forward and I am proud of that so um you know, 300 started out of the idea of how do we give voice to people getting pushed out of town and how do we get more housing in town. And I think that the resounding thing we've heard from people who can and can't vote is we need housing in town. And there's a lot of people with a lot of different solutions to that. And I really believe in 300 being a very positive step in the right direction and a first step in the right direction. And I think that yeah, it's just been incredible to get the feedback from the community in in public, behind the scenes, in every which way, and also feedback from across the country cheering us on. And that's just been a really positive part of it all. Yeah, I, um, I would echo Emily here. Um, I would echo what both Haley and Lally are saying. There's been um, a lot of intensity. Um, and from this sort of kind of um, overall perspective, I've seen the power of fear um, really take root in a, in a campaign. Um, and we all know that fear is a really big uh, motivator for humans. <laughs> um, and that uh, I've seen fear used as a tactic um, to try and suppress our ballot measure um, and to try and do that in really um, kind of serious and what I would consider to be anti-democratic ways. Um, I'll be really honest. That was disappointing to see in our community, but also not surprising because there's always going to be fear, um, and fear will always be powerful um, in, in our world. But I would say that I'm coming away from this feeling more inspired about our freaking town than I ever have before. I feel more like a, Telluride, a member of the Telluride community than I ever have. Um, I've had so many conversations with members of this community who agree with me, who disagree with me, who have lots of questions, who are just as passionate about this town as I am and about this community. Um, and I'm coming away feeling really proud and really inspired. Um, we have an incredible community, um, and the people who live here care deeply about this town. And uh, it's been it's a it's been a, 
a wide-ranging experience, um, but I have no regrets. I'm really happy that we did this. Yeah. Emily, you maybe just touched on it, but I'm interested to hear from all y'all. Um, what was the most fun you had while campaigning? I'll speak first. It's okay. I hate okay. it. I'll speak first. Um, honestly, door to door. I'm going to be really honest. Um, you know, so much of campaigning is ads and social media and get the word out and debates and like you're in front of a bunch of people. But when you knock on somebody's door and have a conversation about where our community's headed, it's incredibly powerful. And honestly, that face to face like interaction was just showed me how passionate people are in this town and how much people want to be part of the solution whether or not we agree on the same solution everybody wants this to be the best community possible and yeah door-to-door was the most fun i would probably echo that as well door-to-door were the moments that i mean you are able to have that intimate connection with someone whether you agree on every measure every pinpointing spot of that um versus you know Instagram messaging and whatnot that can can the face is missing and so I would agree uh, door-to-door was really effective for us and also brought about um, good conversation and good feedback from for us yeah um, Emily here I I would say that like every time we have the chance to talk to people face to face it was almost always a positive experience right um, because um, people are generally respectful and thoughtful and a lot calmer um, in person. and Including uh, ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I totally, totally. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was awesome. I was really, really inspired. And, and, you know, I don't know what people's kind of perception at large was with our campaign, but I have to tell you, I talked to more people. I had more conversations, hours of conversations, with people who disagreed with 300. And we went out of our way to meet with everybody who asked to meet with us because we're doing, we did this because of the love of our town and our community. And we wanted to hear what everybody thought about it. And there were many people who sought us out to tell us that they thought that what we were doing was foolhardy and they understood why we were doing it. And they had a lot of criticisms, some of which were valid and those conversations are incredibly healthy in a democracy. Um, and we we took a little bit of what I would call some, like, pretty shallow heat for, like, quote-unquote, creating divisions in our community. But the reality is, like, everyone in this town knew something needed to change. We all knew that. And the question was how we were going to go about it. And nothing good happens. Not, no real substantive change happens unless you shake things up a little bit. And that's what we did, and it's been really, really amazing. So, Haley, given the fact that you, this is the second Citizens Initiative you've been part of, and Lolly and Emily, I get the sense that y'all are probably not going to be leaving this realm or this kind of passion area, um, leaving that, but you have been through a big campaign season, so what are y'all going to be doing to kind of take a break now that it's over? Sleep. I'm going <laughs> to sleep a whole lot and hug my friends and spend time with people and be outside. Basically all the things that I've pushed aside for the last couple months, I'm gonna relish in probably. Mm -hmm. That's my own input. I'm gonna go see my family in Minneapolis briefly and um, go to the beach for November. Just 
Yep, and, and be back for the holiday season. And just, you know, this has been really challenging and at the same time, incredibly powerful in our community. And I do believe that we are going to continue this conversation in an incredible way. But I, I do think I can only speak for myself. I, I definitely need to take a step away right now. It's been hard. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that all of us are, um, like, Lolly's been pulling doubles at work um, for a lot of this month. Um, Haley has her own entire business to run, um, and so do I. I'm in the middle of an album release, <laughs> which has been amazing and wonderful and really exciting. Um, I've got a bunch of tour dates um, that I'm in the middle of, um, including, so I don't, Oh, God, I wish I got a little bit more of a break, but it's pretty full on for me with music right now, including, I'm totally going to plug, um, my album release show at the Sheridan Opera House on November 20th, which is going to be like an all-locals night. It's going to be so much fun. I have an amazing local band that's going to join on the show. Um, so I'm really excited to be a musician again and also to sleep and also to just take in the nature that I love so much about our Box Canyon and to just soak up time in the mountains and, and start writing some new songs. Yeah. Well, Emily, Haley, and Lolly, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. I think we should be getting some preliminary results here in the next few minutes, so we'll definitely make sure to bring everybody those. And I guess I, I wanted yeah. to say one last thing. Um, I feel compelled to say that I think we believe in multiple solutions here and including affordable housing and that is something I have been vocal about and we believe in regulating a short-term rental market and ultimately we believe what we brought forward will continue that conversation because ultimately you know an unregulated market of real estate and lodging companies has impact has impacted um, housing opportunity in town. And that's, to me, there's two, two things that measure here, and we believe in both. And I'm, I'm hopeful that the community will continue that conversation no matter what the outcome of the tonight is. <laughs> and I want to add something to that. And I think that the best thing about 300 is the conversation it brought forward. And I hope that our opponents mean what they say about affordable housing and they contribute to the conversation supporting affordable housing at town council meetings from here on out. We're going to leave it there. Um, thank you for our um, the representatives of 300 for being here, Lolly, Haley, and Emily. Um, I asked Mark what a song he wanted to go out on, and then Lolly and Haley have picked a song as well that, Emily, you will uh, be familiar with. Um, <laughs> as, <laughs> um, Amazing. I was so excited. <laughs> we've had 300 folks on. We had Mark Hebert, who's running for town council. We're hoping to have some of the other... Um, candidates and ballot measure folks coming on throughout the evening and make sure to keep your dial tuned to KOTO Telluride. We're going to bring you those election results as soon as possible. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Julia. Thanks, Julia. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Kodo. Woo.
job each day Smiling for my tips Picking up those extra shifts Waitressing all my best years away Some nights I'll buy a ticket and sit alone In the mother church up in the highest road I'm in the cheap seats Watching the big show Hoping that one day I'll look back and know That every big dream And every hard prayer And every long road Would deliver me up there Singing for the cheap seats Singing for the cheap seats Halfway through a busy night I get a song I did out back to get the chorus down now table 28 is complaining about the weight and my manager just shakes his head and frowns i won't let them have the best of me one day i'll quit this job and then they'll see i'm in the cheap seats watching the big show Hoping that one day I'll look back and know That every big dream and every hard prayer And every long road would deliver me up there Singing for the cheap seats Singing for the cheap seats should have Matt Hoish reporting live from the San Miguel County Courthouse. Is that true? I am indeed here at the County Courthouse, Julia, and um, let me tell you what a what a ruckus it was to get into this this hallowed building. There were news crews from CNN, MSNBC, Fox. I mean, everyone <laughs> wanted to get in the courthouse, and, and no one was getting in. I showed them my, my Kodo credentials, though, and the, the three layers of security guards they had here. It's intense. They let me in to, to be a first-person first witness um, to the history being made in these hallowed halls. 
That is amazing. And actually, as you are speaking, we just have the very first preliminary results coming in. Um, this is about 33 oh percent um, of the vote in uh, so far. So it's not um, our final tally. These are preliminary results. They're unofficial. But well, and good news to the person who's actually sitting in the studio with me. So far, Daniel Zemke has 100% of the <laughs> for meeting moderator. Um, but we also have, so far, this is, um, just as I said, preliminary results, but we have our top vote-getters for um, town council in no fully particular order of who's coming in first, second, third, fourth, but we have Geneva Sean Met, me and Fee, Dan Enray, and Jesse Reyes as the top four candidates currently for Telluride Town Council. And then we have, I'm going to scroll down. Daniel Zumke has 100% of the vote for town meeting moderator. And currently, as we are right now in this first round of votes, um, or first round of announced votes. We have measure 2A, that's the lodging tax question, is passing with 65%. So that's a pretty good margin for this first round. And both ballot questions 2B and 2C are both passing so far with really wide margins, about 83% of the vote and 80% of the vote. So those ones um, in this first batch look like they're doing really well. Question 2D, this is the one, right, that people are really interested in. It looks like question 2D so far is passing with 55% of the vote. And 300 is actually currently in this first round not passing by with about, or not passing with about 59% voting against ballot measure 300. So that's where we are right now. We still don't have all of the results in, so you know, don't necessarily take those as gospel yet. But um, those are the first right. the first right. votes that we have so far. I just talked a lot, Matt. Did you have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> I well, I have to say that just as as you were speaking, the the one and only county clerk Stephanie Van Dam walked down the hall, but is not yet free. She's a, a very busy person. Um, we're trying to snag her um, when she is available, but she is the, the, the ringleader, basically, for the, the hallowed counting of votes. Um, I will say it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense operation here. I, I tried to, I was looking for Stephanie, and there's a room where they're counting them, and, like, I almost stepped up the threshold, and they were like, no, you, you can't come in here, which, just so, just so you know, I mean, they know, and it's, it is very um, reassuring. But actually sitting next to me is Stephanie Van Dam, our own county clerk. I'm, I'm going to go on speakerphone right now, so one sec. Um, Julia, can you hear us? We can. You can. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome, welcome to Election Night Coverage live on Kodo. Thank you. Hi, Julia. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for taking a couple minutes um, out of a very busy day. Yes, yes. Been a, quite a wild one. <laughs> um, I, I, Stephanie, you are holding some detailed results in your hands right now, and I will note Julia actually read off some of the preliminary results okay. so far. Okay. Um, not for everything, though. There are a couple of other. Um, election races um, that, you know, she, Julia read off most of the, the Telluride Town Council and all the Telluride ballot questions. Okay, great. Um, are there some other ones that, that you want to share for preliminary results we have so far? Um, sure. So I think some more of the local issues would be the uh, Town of Norwood ballot issue 2E. Um, and I will start by saying we don't have our Norwood returns yet. So those are still in transit to the courthouse. Um, that doesn't mean 
we don't have any of those ballots, but the majority that were voted in Norwood today are not here yet. Um, and that issue 2E, we had 36 for and no against, or 30 against. So that's a pretty tight race out there in Norwood, and we'll be excited to see what happens when we get those ballots from that end of the county. Um, and then the other one was the Lone Cone Library District Issue 6A, and that's another super close one. We've got 114 yes votes for that and 122 no votes. Um, so it will be interesting to see if and how that changes when we get the rest of the ballots. Mm. Yeah. Stephanie, can you detail for our listeners um, briefly just what the counting process actually entails? I mean, are you by hand, by machine? Is what what is the counting of the ballots look like? Sure. So we we do use a machine. We scan them through a scanner. Um, but prior to that point, um, each ballot is signature verified first before we ever open it. Um, if it passes verification and we open it, we separate the envelope, we separate the ballot from each other, um, and then all of the ballots to be counted get batched into batches of 25 and numbered. And the reason why we do that is so we can locate those ballots when we audit them after the election. Uh, and then we start the scanning process. Um, the scanning criteria, um, we set certain criteria to pull ballots that may say they have a overvote on them or they have a stray mark so that our judges can then adjudicate and determine voter intent. Um, from there, um, they get reviewed um, by another team of judges, and then they get uh, published. Yep. Mm. And this, I think, is probably going to be the question on everyone's mind at this point since we yes. gave off these preliminary results. Yes. How many ballots are left and when are we going to know who wins or loses? Um, I don't know the exact number of the ballots that are left. Um, I know currently we, well... About 15 minutes ago, we had 200 ballots here that still need to be verified and tabulated. And then we'll have the ballots from Norwood. And my guess on that is we probably don't have any more than 70 ballots coming from Norwood at that time. So um, we should have most of our ballots tabulated by, oh, God, I hate to do this, by about 10 o'clock. Um, we will not scan all of the ballots today. So overseas voters have eight days after the election to um, get their ballots to us, and anybody that's been rejected for a signature verification has those eight days to cure that. Um, so we won't do our final scan of all of the ballots until that eighth day, and that's when you'll get official results. Gotcha. So we're getting close. Not quite there yet, but right. hopefully by 10 p.m. The, the majority are going to be The counted. majority are going to be counted, yep. Gotcha. Julia, do you have any questions? You know, that was going to be uh, the, the question that I had as well. Um, I will ask Stephanie, so it looks like we have about, looking at your um, web page, that there's about 6,000 active voters in the county, and only so far 2,000 ballots mm -hmm. have been cast. That's a 33% turnout. Does, how does that feel in terms of what you would expect for an election like this? Um, so I spent a lot of time looking back at previous coordinated elections to just get an idea because I did notice the, the ballots were, I mean, drastically lower from what we saw in the presidential election. Um, this kind of falls in line um, with a typical turnout in our county for a coordinated election. In the 2019 coordinated, I think we had a 2,666 total ballots returned. Um, this is a little lower, and I was a little surprised. Um, but that's where we're at. So that was our voter turnout this time around. Mm. It's also, I mean, 
not your first election. Is it your second year, though, of electioning? Because you started in 2020, didn't you? No, I started in 2019. Okay. Um, so this would be my fourth election. We had one in 19, three in 2020. And now they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So does it feel like you've got it all under your belt at this point? <laughs> you know, there are moments of feeling like that, and then just a few moments later you're kind of reminded there's always something to learn. Um, elections are, are continually challenging, and um, and everyone is its own beast. There's, there's different issues and different things happening um, and a different vibe to all of them. So um, I try to look at each one as um, a learning experience. Do you feel pressure as the county clerk? I mean, you're basically oh, yeah. the the one. The integrity of the election essentially rests on you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I definitely feel pressure. I mean, um, you want to do a good job for for your voters. Um, I kind of like democracy hangs in the balance, so um, that's a heavy weight to carry. But I I think we have a, a great team with my staff, and then the judges that we have return every year, and I have a great confidence in them, um, and I think they have confidence in me too. So. Terrific. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, I know that you have a, a busy night ahead of you. If you're counting till 10, then some probably, so we'll let you get <laughs> on with your night. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, thanks, though. All right. Hi, Stephanie. Bye-bye. Um, that was Stephanie Van Dam. Yeah. Matt, thanks for calling in and, and sharing some of the insight from, you know, the, the headquarters of where this is all going down. But now you should get back over here so we can play some more music and have some more election party. Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> all right. We'll see you soon. Hi. All right, that was Matt Hoish, Kodo news reporter, and in the studio with me, thank you for being patient while we had that whole conversation, I have Mian Fee with me, who, as of where we are right now, it looks like your election is looking pretty good. Yeah, it's um, definitely a point to be cautiously optimistic with how everything's turning out so far. Yeah, well, so, I mean, obviously now we have a little bit of the understanding of, of where we're at. And, yeah, as actually looking at the specific numbers for what we have so far, which are unofficial, so far you are the second highest vote getter of that town council race. Mm-hmm. Um, how has campaigning been like for you? It's been good. You know, I think it's it's always lovely to be able to talk with everybody really seriously about where they see the future of this community going. and. I think in this election, and maybe it's simply because I'm running, but I do think this election kind of mirrored the last national election in that everybody was really, really intrinsically rooted in what was being discussed and where the future of this community and this town um, will be going to. Yeah. Um, what, you know, if, if we can count these numbers to be true, which... I will continually say until I'm blue in the face that so we, I mean, you heard it from Stephanie. We won't actually yeah, officially please. know for another 10 days. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are some of the things that you would be really excited to kind of hit the ground running with as a new member of town council if things are staying as they are currently looking? You know, I think the real winner in this election, no matter how everything finally, finally tabulates out, is affordable housing. Um, I think the fact that we have, as a community, have rallied around this cause, whichever side you're on, um, you know, whether with um, both ballot measures, you know, the focus has been on affordable housing and that to be able to have that kind of a mandate from the community and to be able to know that the way forward is in a way that's, you know, sustainably um, a sustainable economy and healthy and happy workforce, you know, that can live and work in this in this area. It, it gives us a really good roadmap to follow, to know what the constituents want and how we can proceed to be able to help them achieve those goals. Yeah. 
Um, I've been asking everybody, but, you know, when you are out there talking to folks, having that campaign season, what's the most fun that you had while you were campaigning this year? That's a good question. You know, I think it's nice to connect with everyone. After a pandemic, after being at home, um, for us, you know, I, I work in weddings and events, so we had to keep it pretty tight and stay away from people for a really long time just to make sure that everyone was healthy and safe. Um, it was just nice to be able to connect um, and to talk to people and and get to kind of get reacquainted with Telluride again. Yeah. So now that you have been through this whole campaign cycle. You've been working hard. What are you going to be doing to kind of take a step back? Maybe, unless you're not, you're like, I'm still going full steam ahead <laughs> to um, take a little bit of a, a breather after after this whole time. I'm definitely going to take, a, I mean, a little bit of a breather. I think the, the process is also to get caught up to speed on, on things that are kind of percolating right now at, at the council level and get to learn, you know, really what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and what those the role is and how to kind of operate within those means. Um, but, you know, it's, it is off season, which is, is always one of my favorite <laughs> things. I think I said that the last time I was here, <laughs> that that's my favorite tradition. Um, so I'm just going to kind of enjoy it just a little bit of, of downtime. Um, campaigning is definitely you're out in public and you're front and center. And that's not necessarily always my favorite thing to be. Um, I'm pretty introverted. So I think it's I'm just going to enjoy everything we've got going on here. Yeah. You mentioned, obviously, um, affordable housing is a key thing that I think, yes, we're all, everyone is aware yeah. <laughs> it needs to be a focus on. So maybe aside from that, and or in like the process of what government looks like, I'll say it for the five millionth time, if these results stay as they are, and if you are a new member on council, what is something that you're really looking forward to kind of maybe the nuts and bolts of like how local government works that you're excited to dig into? You know, I think I think that policy structures so much of what happens in our economy. And I think that um, while I'm very entrenched in our tourism economy, how that works, how marketing affects um, everything that goes on, I don't necessarily truly grasp, you know, how the mechanics behind the scenes um, play into that. And so I am excited to sort of see what that um, what the balance is, how, how everything works together, um, to, and how we can make sure that everything continues to work together to achieve those common goals. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you would like to, to share or say to voters as we continue to get these results in and, you know, continue on with our election night? Just thank you for voting. I think it's the most important thing. I think it's a responsibility that we all have. And um, I'm excited that everybody that turned out, especially on a snowy, rainy day, did do that and drop their ballots off. And, um, you know, thank you for being a part of the process. And I, I hope that I can continue to be so. Yeah. Is there a song that you would oh like <laughs> that you would like to, to go out on on this election night? Oh, Dan actually tried to prep me for this because <laughs> I am terrible at remembering song names. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to the experts. I'm going to let you choose Oh, gosh. <laughs> Put it back in my court. Um, all right. Well, let's go with now that we have... Oh, I know what I'm going to... Um, oh, no. This is the most exciting um, radio that happens is listening to people scroll through a playlist. Okay, this is what we're going to go with. American Girl. 
Perfect. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Mian, thank you so much for coming in and, and congratulations on being done with the campaign season and what's looking like a good night, where we're at so far, looking like a good night for you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
among your dreams The one they fix The one you'll know by Don't you ever ask them why If they told you you would cry So just look at them and sigh And know they love you. We are joined now via a phone line by council member Geneva Sean Nett, who is currently running for re-election. Geneva, thanks for calling in. Um, we have a bit of a funky connection. Hopefully the line stays good, but heard you a little bit there. But um, I'm just curious, <laughs> how are things feeling for you tonight so far? Yeah, you know, I didn't really know what to expect um, coming into tonight, so... I think I'm just watching and wondering what's going to happen along with everybody else. Um, I'm proud, you know, that I didn't really compromise on my uh, my opinions and my decision-making going through this. And so, yeah, I feel like I ran a campaign, stayed true to all my, my beliefs and my mission here. Well, as we mentioned earlier, we've got some preliminary results. Not not all the ballots are cast, so it certainly is not over yet. But as of now, um, you are one of the top four vote-getters, which, if things stay that way, would mean you would keep your seat on council and you'd have another four-year term to, to serve the people of Telluride. Um, and I guess I am, you know, I am curious, just, you know, if you do have that next four-year term, just kind of how you're going to use it and, and the priorities you're going to have moving forward. Yeah, I mean... I think we all are putting uh, affordable housing on the forefront, and that's, that has been the topic for ever since I've really been paying attention to local politics and um, in Telluride. And I think that right now we just have a really unique opportunity to get some major things done um, with the increase in funding going to the affordable housing fund with sort of the refinement of some of our funding strategies and how to leverage that money and how to leverage, um, you know, sales and rentals and keep moving forward with projects and doing two projects at once in the past couple of years. Um, you know, those, those are new things for us uh, as a town. And having uh, the will on council in the last four years to pass, like, really progressive and um you know, encouraging broad, uh, large plans like the Southwest Area Plan and uh, getting that executed and making the commitment to build big um, buildings in town um, with lots of units is really, really exciting. So um, I hope to keep doing that and, yeah, looking forward to it. I hope that no matter what happens tonight that council keeps pushing forward with those things because that's just going to be the fastest way that we can get a lot of units for affordable, um, for an affordable price tag for the town, and to, in order to just restore bodies in our community that we all love. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, if you do end up on council for another term, just I guess in terms of your approach to doing, it, I mean, do you feel like you are going to behave differently than you did during your previous term? Now that you know you've got this these past four years under your belt, do you feel like you're going to approach the job differently if you do take it on? Um, 
That's a great question. I'm proud to say that, no, I don't think I will be doing anything differently. I have always said exactly what I mean, and I've always voted the way I believe, rather than just, you know, to avoid controversy um, by sort of staying in the middle. And I'm, um, I'm really proud of that. I think I'm a really honest person, and I'm strong in my beliefs and my convictions, and uh, I... I will I will behave differently in the sense that I hopefully won't have as much of a learning curve and I'll just get to uh, keep moving forward at the pace we're going now. So I feel like the experiences of the last four years has brought me to this place and look forward to keep moving forward. Mm. Well, also as one of the, the folks who is, is an incumbent, you've already been on council, you've had experience, um, you know, I mean, whether or not you do end up on council, do you have any advice for, we're going to have at least two new members of council, if not more, who knows. Um, but do you have advice for some of the new people coming on council just in terms of how to, to make the most of the job and, and how to be as, as effective a, a council person as possible from the experience you've had? Yeah, I think that my biggest piece of advice is to talk to as many different kinds of people as possible and listen as much as possible. Um, as we stated earlier, I'm a very opinionated person, and that was a real... Uh, sort of growing step I think for my own experience was trying to listen more and learn because Telluride is full of a ton of brilliant people with a ton of different opinions on on how things should go and even how things have gone and people have different versions of history and there's a lot of complicated um, complex reasons for how we all got here to this point in this moment and, and learning some of the nuance behind that's really important. Um, as well as just meeting and touching base with all of the different um, people from different groups in our community. So, yeah, I would say talk to lots of people or meet with lots of people, but listen most of the time would be my advice. Mm. Um, well, coming to the end of, of, you know, just elections can be a bit contentious. Are you going to do anything in the coming weeks to relax a bit? Um, yeah, I've actually, I'm actually going to be probably back in Telluride in the next week or so. I've been um, on a trip with my wife that we've had planned for a long time. So I have been, you know, a little bit relaxed, although participating in the campaign still. Um, but I look forward to hopefully, um, you know, being at that organizational meeting on, in November, right after Thanksgiving, and figuring out the new um, commission subcommittees and getting started or keeping going on our planning process for the Voodoo Project and Virginia Placer Phase 2, which are the next affordable housing projects we're designing right now. Hmm. Well, Geneva Seanette, um, one of our current council members running for another term, currently um, with preliminary results, one of the top four vote-getters, which means you'd get another term. So we'll see how things play out with the the rest of the votes. Um, we've been asking all of our candidates that have been joining us, just uh, do you have a playout song you want us to play out with? Um, I do. I would like to say one more thing before this. That's all right with Please you. Please do. Um, I just want to put out there that thing, I know that things have been really contentious in town, especially with some of the ballot measure um, discussions that have been going on, and I hope that we all uh, can move past that and hang out again together and keep fighting to make this place work for everybody. And um, I just want us all to remember that you know we're all neighbors together. So... Uh, I look forward to getting back there and, and seeing everybody and moving on with that. And my um, my song and my favorite, uh, my song that I'd like to put out there is an Alan Toussaint song. It's called Yes, We Can. And 
yeah, I'd love to play that one for everybody. I love it. Um, well, here we have Yes, We Can by Alan Toussaint. Geneva, thanks so much for calling in. Um, and enjoy the rest of your vacation. And we'll see you in town pretty soon, I guess. Now is the time. Now is the time for all good men to get together with one another. Find out their problems and iron out their quarrels and try to live as brothers. And try to find peace within without stepping on one another. And do respect for the women of the world. Just remember we all had mothers. Make this land a better land in the world in which we live. And help each man be a better man with the kindness that you give. And I know we can make it. I know that we can. I know done well we can work it out. Oh, yes, we can. I know we can, can. Yes, we can, can. Why can't we if we want to? Yes, we can, can. I know we can make it work. I know that we can. I know we can make it if we try. Oh, yes, we can. I know we can, can. Yes, we can. Great gosh almighty. Yes, we can. I know we can.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. You're tuned into KOTO Telluride. It's election night here. Woo-hoo. The best night of the year. It's weird that this is like a big holiday, for at least in my... I mean, it A, should be a holiday in my personal opinion. Um, hot take. Hot take. And yeah, I mean, it's a party up here of Matt and I. <laughs> hey, two's, two's a party. Right? Three's a crowd. And we do not like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Social distancing. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, it is pretty interesting. You know, we had that about, what, hour and a half of, especially an hour mm-hmm. of, like, us talking about poo sticks. And then election results start coming in, and it's fast. It's a whistle-stop tour of what's going on. Um, for those who have been listening, we are, with our preliminary unofficial results, according to uh, Stephanie Van Dam, the county clerk, there's still about 200 outstanding ballots that they haven't uh, plugged into the system yet. And that does all, that also does not include like overseas ballots or mm-hmm. those people that Matt mentioned who were in Denver and thought, oh my gosh, I need to get my ballot in and dropped it off in a drop box in Denver. There's actually 5,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> there were more people than live in the county. <laughs> That's not true. We're not being serious on that one. We're being, um, yeah. But so roughly 200 more ballots that still need to get plugged into the system. Um, But we are having a little bit of a picture of what the um, results are looking like. As it stands right now with unofficial results, we have Geneva Shawnette, me and Fee, Zan Enray, and Jesse Ray Arguez as the top vote getters for um, Telluride Town Council with Jesse Ray Arguez, the top vote getter currently. Me and Fee and Dan Enright pretty close neck and neck. Um, with about 20% each, and then Geneva Shawnette at about um, 18% of the vote of what we have so far. What else is going on, Matt? Well, as we stated earlier, Daniel Zemke, 100% of the vote for town meeting moderator. For those of you watching that closely, closely contested, uh, that uncontested race. I, it's the, well, it's the easiest one to interpret by <laughs> far. Um, we know, folks, we know. You want us to, to get to some of the other issues. Um, 2A, having to do with tourism funding in Telluride, is currently winning by a pretty healthy margin, actually looking like it it might pass with 65% of the voters saying yes to question 2A. That's a pretty good margin. It's it's a lot. And, I mean, given that, you know, Stephanie said we had about 200 votes left for Telluride, again, give or take, I mean, 2A, it looks like, is winning right now at least by 250 votes. So it's... It's a lot, um, but it ain't over till it's over. Um, but that is is looking pretty healthy. Not the the healthiest though. To be is uh, really going. That's one of the town charter amendment questions. Eighty-two percent saying yes to two B. Seventy-nine percent saying yes to two C. Both of those amendments to the town's uh, charter. Julia, do you want to give the the long-awaited two D three hundred results at the moment? Let's go for it. Um, currently, 2D is passing with about 55% of the vote, and 300 is not passing with about um, 59% voting against. And something that I think is interesting is if you look at the numbers, obviously it doesn't square perfectly, but it does 
Matt, you were talking about this, of how the the campaigns, while both could pass, they were really kind of posing themselves as Mm. vote for one, don't vote for the other. And looking at how it's shaking out, that seems to be what people did. Mm. Um, Most people... Based off of the numbers, um, it looks like if, if they voted for 2D, they voted against 300 and vice versa, just the way that the, the percentages are shaking out. Mm. But it is, I do think, so far, the really interesting thing to me is that um, more people voted against 300 than voted for 2D, which we'll see if that holds for the rest of the night, but I, I do find that to be an interesting um, little data point at this point. Um and before we, we, we jump away from, well, we are going to jump away from the local election because there is also a statewide election. Um, there were three statewide questions on the ballot. Um, and you'd be forgiven if you were a bit confused because they were a little bit complicated. I won't lie. Um, but we had um, three questions, all of which at this point, as a, according to the Secretary of State's office, so far are all not passing. Again, preliminary results and things may change but as of now all three of the statewide ballot questions look like they are not passing and we're going to see how that shapes up for the rest of the night um there were a couple of questions there was question 78 which had to do with money how the state legislature and the governor essentially allocate funding and, and trying to give more power to the state legislature to oversee that again not passing um another one was proposition 119 there were two propositions and This is Proposition 119, and that had to do with actually upping taxes on marijuana sales in order to fund education programs, I think is more or less the best way to describe it. Again, they were a bit complicated, but I think the the overall is taxing marijuana higher to fund education programs, but also taking some funding from public schools to also fund those programs, kind of a a sort of a school choice scenario, I think is a, a pretty fair way to describe that. And then we also had Question 120, at the statewide level, which was essentially um, reducing taxes on properties. So reducing property taxes from 7.15% to 6.5%. That's the tax assessment rate, pushing it down. Um, And Prop 120, like all the other state propositions at this point, are not passing. We'll see how things play out. And we have someone coming in to the the station to say hello if we're going to get you on the mic. Hello. Hi there. This is Kristen Joy Coleman in in the studio. Hey. How are you? I just wanted to say thank you, everybody who voted for me. I didn't win. I'm super bummed I didn't. I would have done a great job, and I will try again. But I wanted to say thank you, and I think the people that you voted for are going to do a fantastic job. And um, keep believing. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. Well, and Chris and I will say um, we had Mayor Delaney Young on for a different segment of the news a couple weeks ago. And she was saying that, I mean, anybody who throws their name in the hat for one of these races, it's such such a... um, a testament to someone's commitment to the community and a t- commitment to the town just to, like take that step to actually do it and um yeah thank you for for running and, and sharing your thoughts and ideas with where you see the town going thank you so much i really appreciate it mm. and um it's gonna be great and i'll try again in four years yeah do you see i mean 
we should again caveat not all the votes are in so it's not over till it's over um but at the point you're not one of the top four vote getters for town council <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know there's other council races other ways to get involved do you see other ways you would want to get involved in town government i'm gonna i'm gonna look into all that i'm gonna go to the next meeting and see what i can do to get involved and um you know i i have no government experience and so this was my first try and um i'm gonna give it my best shot i'm gonna go i i've i've never failed so <laughs> this is a new experience for me but um i'm so proud of the people who won and i think they're gonna do fantastic job and so i am gonna get more involved learn more and do a better job. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've been asking folks who have been coming in, is there a song that you would like to, to <laughs> close on, close out the campaign with this year? Oh, well, God, my favorite song seems to be perfect right now. Tangled Up in Blue, Bob mm. Dylan. We, we always love some Bob Dylan here in, in Kodo. Thank you so much for stopping by, Kristen, and, and thank you for running. It was It was great to have you as part of the campaign this year. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Early one morning the sun was shining. I was laying in bed. Wondering if she'd changed it all if her hair was still red. Her folks, they said our lives together sure was gonna be rough. They never did like mama's homemade dress Papa's bankbook wasn't big enough And I was standing on the side of the road Rain falling on my shoes Heading out for the east coast Lord knows I paid some dues Getting through Tangled up in blue She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force. We drove that car as far as we could, abandoned it out west. Split up on a dock that night, both agreeing it was best. And she turned around to look at me as I was walking away. I heard her say over my shoulder, we'll meet again someday on the avenue. Working as a cook for a spell But I never did like it all that much And one day the axe just fell So I drifted down to New Orleans Or lucky with a be employed Working for a while on a fishing boat Right outside of Delacroix But all the while I was alone The past was close behind I seen a lot of women But she never escaped my mind And I just grew Place and I stopped in for a beer. I 
just kept looking at the side of her face in the spotlight so clear. Later on, when the crowd thinned out, I was just about to do the same. She was standing there in the back of my chair. I said, Jimmy, don't I know your name? I muttered something underneath my breath. She studied the lines of my face. I must admit, felt a little uneasy when she bent down to tie the laces of my shoes. Triangle up in blue. All right, we have two more folks here in the station, although they're not here to talk specifically about the same thing. I will, I think maybe the message will be similar, but not actually to talk about the same thing. We have Daniel Zemke and Tom Watkinson. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So we know, Dan, you are now, I feel like, I feel pretty confident in saying, you are the new town meeting moderator. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> did, I, did I do okay? I just, yeah, I was a little nervous. Um, <laughs> it's an honor to uh, represent the voters and the electorate of Telluride. And so I really wanted to come by and say thank you for those who voted for me and, and have the confidence in me. And I will serve you well and with distinction and honor. So again, thanks to Kodo for allowing me the opportunity earlier on and off the record to come in and, and inform people about the position and I look forward to serving the voters of Telluride. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't, um, I imagine, pe people didn't really have a choice <laughs> to do much of it. But um, we've been asking folks of like what their campaigning was like and what, what did you enjoy? I, you know, you're a, a person who likes to talk to other folks. What did you enjoy about campaigning and, and talking with people about what this position is? Uh, it was really about the informing people about the position and um, letting you know it was an educational process for me as well so once i dealt, dug deep into the position and understood what it does it really kind of uh put some pride in me to want to take it on in, in a way that would be reflective of the people um and you know coincidentally i did have a few people say i didn't vote for you but i think you're going to be okay and i was like thanks man um but it's it was a it was fun to get out and talk to people and educate them about the the role that the town meeting moderator takes on and you know, hopefully um, it'll be called up, you know, issues will be called up that I'll need to preside over. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We also have Tom Watkinson in the studio. You are not um, up for an election tonight. Nobody was voting for you on the town of Telluride ballot or any ballot that I'm aware of, but I don't know. Certainly <laughs> you might have gotten a, a write-in candidate somewhere. Um, yeah, so you will be leaving the Telluride Town Council. You didn't w run for re-election. What is this night like for you? Uh, it's definitely bittersweet. Um, you know, I, I just, I can't express enough how humbled I was by being elected by this town four years ago. Um, it's a tremendous honor um, and I hope I, you know, I, I mean I, I tried and I hope people saw that I represented as best I could. Uh, there's a lot of issues out there and uh, it's, it's a delicate balance for sure and there is no right answer to any issue, that's for sure. But what we can do best and I was hoping that I was sort of a a level, a level mind of of the issues, and not trying to go to too many extremes, and just kind of try to see the whole big picture. Um, and you know, this is, you know, I, I say it jokingly, but it's this is my town. 
I've been here since I, I was three, and you know, it's just, it was something that obviously I can't seem to leave. This is, this is my home, and uh, I care about it deeply, and I was honored to be elected by, by the community to, to serve and, and help keep it going and help, help the balance. You probably just touched on it a little bit, but what was your favorite part about sitting as a member of Telluride Town Council? Um, you know, it, it was great to be a part of, of very important decisions uh, that were happening throughout town um, and throughout different uh, uh, areas of, of, and aspects of what was happening here. Um, to reflect on how it was when I was growing up, uh, to reflect on how people before me were, were looking at issues and, and you know, the, the one constant has changed. And from when I first moved here to today, it's a completely different town. And there's an aspect of uh, embracing that change and managing it correctly. And that was always something that was top of mind for me. But to to be approachable and, and you know, I had people say it, it was, you know, so cool that you got elected and we can still walk up and talk to you. And and that's, that's the whole point of, of serving in these positions. And to have a completely opposite opinion or, or thought process with someone and walk down the street and say, hey, and, and it's, you know, no one's taking it personally. It's, you know, you have different views on how things are gonna happen or happening um, and how we might perceive uh, things will, will change. And to, to be, you know, complete opposite opinion of somebody, but then see him at the coffee shop or see him where, and just be like, hey, it's good to see, you know, we're, we're all still a community. We're all in this together and uh, we can have different uh, outlooks and, and thoughts on things. But um, again, like I just said, we're all in it together. So, you know, we got to maintain a civil aspect to it and uh, just do what you think is right. And that's, that's all I was trying to do. You know, yeah. Try to preserve this town. You know, I, I get the history of it. I know the history of it. And I know, I see where, where we've come to. And, uh, you know, there's, there's aspects of where we're going and how do we do this in the most sustainable way uh, that helps us as a community as well as uh, provides for the community and the businesses and uh, everyone who lives here and is a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you both for, for stopping by. Daniel Zemke, congratulations on being done with the campaign season and, and winning your race. Tom, congratulations and condolences <laughs> for it's your relief town council. Yeah, it was, you know, we've, again, been here forever and, uh, you know, we've, we've had to do what we needed to do to stay here. And uh, we've got a place in Ridgeway, and we came back into town to get our daughter through middle school and high school, and, and you know all the aspects of that with sports and friends and all that. And uh, if something were to happen that we we could have that we wanted and could have afforded, we'd have done that, and that just didn't happen. And we have a beautiful place in Ridgeway that you know we've been renting out long term to to tell your writers there. Um, I think our tenant's been there. We've been here seven years. I think our tenant's been there more than five. And um, it's just, you know, it didn't happen here. Uh, we're not going anywhere. I, you know, my tenure at Telski, I was in Ridgeway that whole time. And you know, we do the commute to, to make it work. Um, and now we're gonna head back to that and we've got that, that option. And obviously in the past couple of years, that's, you know, things have changed with property values and all that. And that's become a nest egg and it's a beautiful place. And 
and you know if we were staying I would definitely be running again um, but we're still here for the community um, we'll still be here my wife and I are both are, are pretty integral in a lot of things that are happening here and this is still our home we just spend the night somewhere else yeah <laughs> Did you have something you wanted Can to Can I add a final thought? Of course you may. <clears throat> Just wanted to say thank you to all the candidates for uh, running great races. No matter how this turns out, you guys did an amazing job. And, and let's keep in mind that we are all neighbors. I've heard that tonight, but we need to really embrace that and um, remember why we live here. Um, can I throw a song request? Yeah, I was going to say, as, as the winner of the night, sorry, Tom, but as the winner of the night, what song are we going to go out to? I would love to hear uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Always. Thank you. Thanks, Thank y'all, for, Thanks, for coming right. in. All right, here we have Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Hey, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. Hey, what's your name? Mother, mother, there's too many of you. Brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, father We don't need to escalate
Right. Turning down. What's going on? We have another call, and I think I know who it's from. Hello, is that Matt Hoish? Hello, this this is uh, Matt Matt Hoish calling in live from the the streets of Telluride. Um, What's I, happening I don't in the know, streets, I don't know if you Matt? Can hear this. I'm gonna I'm eyeballing this. There's probably twenty thousand people <laughs> lining this broad boulevard, and it, it's impressive the determination they have. We've got about twenty five inches of snow. 30-mile-per-hour winds. I mean, it is a vicious night here, Julia, and yet tens of thousands have come to the street to, to proclaim their love for the, the democratic process. And in that throng, I was actually able to, to pull out the one and only Dan Enright, who is, is currently one of the people slated to get uh, one of the four council seats based on the, the preliminary results. Dan, how you feeling at this point? Thanks so much, Matt. I'm very happy to be here. Feeling good, of course. Very uh, pleased with those preliminary results. Uh, we'll sort of wait and see until it's all over before I start truly celebrating, but um, enthusiastic. And I've been saying it all day in this whole campaign that one way or another, I'm very thankful for the support and the love that I've received from my community. I've really had a lot of support and a lot of helping hands in my campaign. So thank you again to all those people that helped out in that. Thank you to everyone who voted for me or just participated in general in the democratic process uh, and being a part of our, our town and, and caring about what happens in Telluride. So to each and every voter, I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. I'm feeling positive. We'll see how it all shakes out here in the end. Uh, but I'm hopeful, hopeful that I get a seat and hopeful that uh, Telluride has given me a chance to serve our town. We, we were using that conditional tense because nothing is done yet, but just given that there's promising results at least at this point you know i am curious you know how how are you thinking about if you win you know using those first few months of council how are you planning to to approach the job if by this time you know tomorrow or next week you are one of the council members um you know i i want to make sure i'm uh talking to all sorts of different interested parties in our town including the other council members uh and hearing on uh, what direction they have because i i've been attending a lot of meetings already and I know the direction they want to go, and I want to make sure that I become a part of that process and, and integrate myself well, well into that process. Uh, and then just uh, continuing with some of that groundwork I laid in my campaign, uh, continuing to reach out to the community, uh, taking opinions and thoughts from all different sides, and hopefully uh, uh, building off the groundwork that's been laid on there. I also want to make sure that we continue on with uh, more projects like what just happened at this last week's council meeting in, in Town Park, uh, and utilizing that and making sure that we try and continue to create immediate relief for uh, the housing crisis that our town is currently facing and, and continuing to make that my top priority. Mm. Um, campaigns are stressful. Elections are stressful. Are you doing anything to relax in the next few weeks, whether or not you win or lose? <laughs> well, um, uh, during the next few weeks, I'm going to be picking up a few shifts at an old job, just to, uh, the fun that travels later in the season. I'm going home to see my parents for Thanksgiving. I'm very much looking forward to that. I haven't seen them in, for Thanksgiving in a number of years. And then going uh, uh, going to do some traveling down in Mexico, actually, with a couple friends uh, uh, early on in December before my regular season job starts up again. So got a few plans, a few few time to, to relax and unwind. And, of course, uh, just looking forward to a few desert weekends as well. So, so uh, the good traditional off-season mix. Off-season should be sacred in our town. We should all make sure we take time to recharge after our often hectic and stressful regular season. Woo! Uh, you can hear the throngs out here. <laughs> um, well, you know, I guess, Dan, is there anything else that you want to mention to the, the Coda listeners on this election night, 2021, where as of 
this point in the evening, it looks like you may be maybe our newest council member on our seven-member council. Um, just the same things I've been saying all along. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to serve Tellyride, and I hope it, it shakes out the way it's currently looking. We'll see. We'll find out soon, and um, I'm, I just can't say thank you enough, so I'll say it one more time. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Um, well, I'll throw in our last question. We're asking all the candidates, is there a, a song you want us to play you out on on the Kodo Airwaves? I actually thought about this uh, this time. Uh, so the song I, I would love to hear is Beautiful Strangers by Kevin Morby. And it, it's a song written after some of the, the shootings in our country. It's a very political song, a song about coming together and caring for each other. And, and that's the message I want to carry with us moving forward is how does our town continue to come together, care about one another, and, and help each other. Got that, Julia? I got it. Um, Thanks, Julia. Thank you for for calling in. Thanks, Matt, for being our runner this evening and going catching all the um, street pieces. I will say AT&T was down for about 24 hours, so I wasn't going to be able to call in. But it's back now. Woohoo for all of those of us who have AT&T. That's a completely digression from where we were. But uh, this is Beautiful Strangers. Thanks for calling in, and we'll, we'll see you back here at the station soon, Matt. Yeah, thanks for that. If you ever hear that thunder, put your eye the sky boy and wonder maybe there's a kingdom above the weather oh and whether you're gonna get our name is up to him if you ever hear that cry in the distance like some siren maybe there's a singer with no ring around their little finger no love if i lose my voice if i have no choice but to go quiet won't you sing for me a melody Be there.
cover I am what they're not Pray for Paris They cannot scare us Or stop the music You got a sweet voice, child Why don't you use it? And if I die too young Or the gunman come I'm full of love So release me Every piece of me Sister, can't stand the coppers up in their choppers. Oh, flying overhead, 49 days. All right, so we're going to fade that song out because we have another one of our what's looking like candidate elects in, in the studio. Jesse Ray Arguez is here. Congratulations on finishing the campaign and it looks like you're in a pretty good spot at the moment. Obviously, as we've said a million times, unofficial <laughs> results. Not all of the ballots are in, but um, you are currently in the top spot for uh, the town council seats. And so looking like you're probably going to get another term with these unofficial results. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, do I respond to that? Is there a question Well, there, there wasn't a... a a proper question, but I would love to hear, you know, any thoughts you have on the campaign or anything you'd like to say to the voters. I think first I'd just like to thank the voters, um, the the gratitude that I have for the faith that people have put in, in me to represent them is pretty overwhelming, in fact. Um, this town has found itself in a very tumultuous place, economically, socially, and in a myriad of other ways. Um, I'm hoping that with this re-election, I can work more on bridge building. Um, we can't fight the same fight against each other. And I think that's a sentiment that a lot of us have realized throughout this campaign and this election cycle, just how divisive and how easily we can be divided. Um, and the reality is, is that we, we can't make it work when we're this divided. So my challenge to myself will be to bring this divis divisiveness to an end and and bring our community back together and be the very best tie ride that we can be and ensure that we have economic, environmental, and social sustainability for everyone in this community. Yeah. You know, we asked this question when um, you were on for a candidate forum earlier, and obviously I'm, I'm going to take housing off of the table because we all know that, that's a <laughs> that, thing? that is that's like a, thing. a big a big point of conversation in our wait, community wait, do we need housing in Tyrod? <laughs> Gosh. Oh. Um, but what is something that you're you know what are some of the things that you're really excited going into the second term you kind of have one term under your belt to know how it all works that you're really looking forward to digging into in the second term I really want to work on regional long-term planning I want to work with the town of Mountain Village San Miguel County the town of Norwood and do a concerted regional effort to make a long-term plan of where we see our communities being. And this is another really good example of like, 
we do better together and we can't do it all ourselves. So like the, there's power in numbers and in order for us to all succeed in all the ways that we want to succeed, like we simply just have to start working around these issues, whether it's infrastructure or housing, not to be, you know, not to pontificate that subject or the wastewater treatment plan or our, like we're at the top of our, of the water, um, we're, we're, we're the head of the water supply in this like this area. And like, that's a big responsibility. Um, also early childhood education is a big soft spot for me. Um, teachers being paid what they should be paid and having housing readily available along with first responders. Um, so I guess I'm just looking at working more closely and intimately with other governments and other organizations like Tyride Foundation and, and Telski and, and, and in organizations of that nature that can contribute to the long-term economic, environmental, and social sustainability in our community. Yeah. So obviously we know with two open seats, well, four open seats, but two council members not running for re-election, we definitely have two new council members stepping in. It looks like as of now, it's going to be me and Fee and Dan Enright are going to be those two folks as it stands at the minute. What um, advice or what would you suggest to them of like, these are good ways to kind of step into this, this council and, and work for the people? I mean, I, I think you answered the question in, in, your, in your question is that you have to work with the people to do the best job that you can do. Networking and cultivating relationships and sometimes with people that you maybe, maybe are um, the complete opposite of in a, a myriad of ways. But we need, there's no districts in the town of Tyride. Our job is to represent every person here as equally as the, as the next one. So the, the challenge and the hard part is putting your own agendas aside and making the community at large the agenda and the most amount of good that you can do for the most amount of people. That is the hardest part, separating yourself from the masses, you know, compartmentalizing. So um, again, trying to be a bridge builder, we, we just need to come together and we need to try harder and be better. Yeah. Um, Jesse Ray, we have been asking everybody this evening, but is there a song that you would like to send out this campaign season and, and take off with this evening? Um, can we do Poolside Harvest Moon? Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. All right, here we go. Thank you for stopping by, Thank Jesse you, Ray. Cardo. Thank you, the town of Tyride. I appreciate all the love. Um, it's, a, it's overwhelming. Thank you. All right, here we have Harvest Moon by Poolside.
fade that down for a little bit. We'll bring it back up. We're listening to Harvest Moon by Poolside, but we only have about five more minutes left here on our election coverage before we hand it over to the Brothers Raz. I can't believe how quickly it's gone. It always does, but it always surprises me. Um, and I wanted to make sure to jump on before we go and, and make sure y'all have the most up-to-date results that we have. We're still sticking at... Um, it looks like there's maybe about 200 ballots still left to get plugged into the system, according to County Clerk Stephanie Van Dam about an hour ago. Um, but as it stands with our unofficial results, we have Geneva Shawnette, Me and Fee, Zan Enright, and Jesse Ray Arguez as the top four vote getters for Telluride Town Council, joining the other three members to round out that council. Daniel Zemke has currently this one's the nail biter, has 100% of the vote for town meeting moderator. And then issue 2A, that's the lodging question about where lodging tax should go. And that is passing by about 65% of the vote. That's a pretty good margin. Um, obviously, as we keep saying, unofficial, but that's a, that's a pretty good margin um, to, to stick with for this evening. But again, not as good of a margin as 2B and 2C. Those are the town charter uh, questions, looking to kind of clean those up, amend those. And 2B is currently passing with about 83% of the vote and 2C is passing with about 80% of the vote. So those, I think that's a safe bet to say that those are gonna pass. For the two big questions on housing initiatives, question 2D that is currently passing with about 55% of the vote. And then question 300 is not passing with about 59% of voters voting against or voting no on that measure. All right, it looks like we have one more call. I think this is once more from Matt Hoysh. We will bring it up on the air. Hello, Matt, is that you? This is me, Julia, and I'm calling in actually live from the Ride Lounge where there are there are throngs of people, about 20,000, I would say. If, if they've really expanded the space, again, tell you right, constantly showing its fervor for the democratic process. Queen just finished up its performance, and Madonna is um, is is getting ready. It's quite the scene. But I'm joined by Aline Arguez from the 2B campaign. Um, and Aline, I'm just wondering, is there anything that you want to say to the folks of Telluride? Given that with the preliminary results you have, it looks like y'all are looking for a pretty good night. As many of our candidates and our measures tonight, we're also waiting for a final tally. <laughs> so we're going to continue to wait for that, and we're looking forward with hopeful results. And as many people that I was personally reaching out to last night, we want to thank you for participating in the process and for getting out there and really sharing your vote and helping us to come together as a community because this has been a particularly divisive issue and we love seeing how many people have gone to the polls and really like express their opinion. And for everyone who's out there that's listening and wondering like, what is 2D about in case I didn't already know? 2D is not about this election cycle. It's really about let's take a pause Let's stop everything where we are, and then let's evaluate and really have good, neighborly, kind, and compassionate community conversations to get us to the next 
step and to continue moving our community forward in the right direction. So we're super excited for whatever may come, whatever the outcomes may be, and we're super appreciative for everyone who participated in the process. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have a ton of time left, but I know the one thing I took from a lot of the forums we had 2D300, I think both campaigns really emphasize, like you said, I mean, this is not the end of the process. This election is going to happen. Housing is still going to be an issue. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if you can see for the entire campaign, but, you know, I guess what are the things y'all are hoping to do if 2D passes, if it doesn't pass just in the coming months and, and years ahead to get housing to a stable place here? So the very first thing that we are excited about is about doing an economic impact study, which we've already had a lot of conversation with town council around and also um, the town lawyer has talked about that as well. So that, I believe, has already been direction given to town staff. But we're also helping to support that. For those who may not know, it can be very expensive to do an economic impact study. So we're behind that part of it, making sure that we have support and fundraising so that we can make sure that the decisions that we make impact the people who already live here and have put a lot of effort and their entire livelihoods behind how do they make it work in Telluride. Those people get supported. Those people get protected. And we make sure that the decisions that we make are good, like, fiscally responsible decisions. Gotcha. Um, Eleanor Gwais, I wish we could talk more, but our, our election night clock is ticking down. So I'm going to let you go and get back to the gathering y'all are having at the Ride Lounge. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Great to talk with you. Julia, back to you. Well, Matt, I'm going to say it is 9 o'clock, counting seconds past the dot. But um, so let I think we have to do, let's do the sign-off here. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in this evening and um, getting all their election information from KOTO Telluride, listening to some great music, listening to Matt and I talk about whatever. Um, and, Matt, thank you for being our man on the street. <laughs> um this evening and, and getting all those really great conversations with people who are out and about and celebrating and feeling the things about the election this year. You know, God bless democracy. All right. That's it from the Kodo news team coming up now. He's chomping at the bit to get on the microphone and we're going to give it to him. The brothers Raz. We're going to go out with power to the people by John Lennon. Thank you all so much for tuning in to KOTO Telluride and we will see you next year for the next election. Thanks for listening.